The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. This is the world champion of House of Glory and the crown jewel champion, Anthony Gangone, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. Sorry for the lateness of this episode. Uh, we need some mass episode over there. Usually, we have content. This week as well, I didn't want to really push the episodes too close together. So, um, this was a li- uh, it's a tad bit late, but it's all right. You guys will get you 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 get the floor to show. You know how it is sometimes. But uh, woo, what a what a doozy! Thankfully, it, it did come in a little late because man, did we get a bit of professional wrestling outside of professional wrestling, huh? Uh, guys, uh, when I say that, I'm mentioning the incident which occurred on the Academy Awards. Which, by the way, I I'm a huge movie tv show entertainment guy i i've and that was one of my dreams or passions was to be involved somewhere in the spectrum of of hollywood so to say but um i just i i i i say this because i'm I, I've come to grips that a lot of stuff on TV and um, and movies these days I haven't been able to really pay attention to as much anymore. I don't know if it's because of time, because uh, dealing with other responsibilities, or it's because they're not Marvel or DC movies. I got, <laughs> they're not superhero movies. I don't know, but uh, I really I I. I I have to find my way back into the fold. And um I say this because I, I I was constantly, I would constantly watch the Academy Awards every year. Even though I, I, I believe that the awards are fucking, like, they're just, they're just fucking ceremonies in which people lather, you know, lather each other's assholes and fucking give each other the highest praise for nothing. For making believe you're someone else. No, but <laughs> that's what I'm, you know, that's the, that's the, the cliche thing. No, but I think it's just a real, just a, just a real ass kiss fest for everyone in Hollywood. But, um, but I would watch it anyway. I, I just, I like the pageantry and the, um, the glamour. It was the glamour for the Academy Awards. But, you know, for, for some, for a few years now, I've been watching, and I think a lot of people have been feeling the same because you know the ratings have gone down. Um, but this, 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 oof, this past one, 
Um, in case you're living on the rock or you've been, you just came back from Mars or some shit. Uh, Will Smith, uh, slaps the shit out of fucking Chris Rock. And, um, I know a lot of people, especially people in, in the wrestling community was like, that's a work. That shit ain't no fucking, that shit, that shit is a shoot. That's a work. Um, I, no. No, he he took it to him. Which, by the way, Chris Rock no sold the fuck out of that shit. Like <laughs> he just said, he said, "Wow, um, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me." And you know, I could I could tell it's real because he did <laughs> Rock did some shit that like we in New York would do, especially Brooklyn, when you know you can't do something at the moment like you really want to go at somebody and you know you can't because you know where you at and how it look so we do this thing where it's like this shit happens and you do this thing where you go mm. like, alright you know <laughs> you just do like like this boy you know, I would, ooh, I'm ready to fuck this dude up <laughs> it's like you can tell like he did like that move but um, basically, it was off of a of a, of a of a stupid joke, a bad joke, and um, but stupid nonetheless. And uh, Will didn't like it apparently, but apparently he did because bef- uh, the camera did pan to them, and he saw him laughing. And uh, if you look at a little bit closer, Jada gave him like the look, like like you laughing a little bit too hard over there. So he felt as though like he got to, you know, stick up for his woman and got up and bam, slapped the shit out of him and just went back to sleep. So don't be talking shit about my wife. Keep my fucking wife's name out your wife, not out your mouth. And it's like, bro, you a sucker for that shit. Now, people are saying that the joke, which was in was basically about. Jada losing her hair. Or she does her hair is real short, and he says that it looks like she's ready for GI uh, GI Jane too, right? And everybody's bringing up was like, yo, you know that Jada, you know she said that she got a medical condition, she got alopecia. Okay, fine, she has alopecia. She doesn't have fucking cancer, bro. I mean, let's be for real. And honestly, she been having short hair for the longest anyway. So it doesn't really, it didn't really fucking matter. But in any case, um, plus these two seem as though like they've known each other for quite some time. And these three actually, because, you know, they're family and stuff, you know, they, 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 they've not family, but you know, they, they know each other. They know each other from Hollywood, the black Hollywood and shit. So for it to be that, to go that way to, to that extreme is ridiculous. Then the other point is like, my point is this, and I know a lot of people hate when it goes to race, but for me, you got to look at it in this aspect. Once again, you do this from millions, maybe, maybe a billion people, whatever the case, whoever the fuck is watching it, millions across the country and maybe across the world see this. And especially middle America, they see us as minorities and we look at each other and they, you know, how, what we doing? And they'll just look at it across the way and they say to, to their, you know, their fellow 
Midwesterner, yep, typical. You know how they are. So, yeah, what a shining example that was. And mind you, if this was Jimmy Fallon who said it, if it was Stephen Colbert, um, Jimmy Kimmel, any other white host who said it, um, I don't think he would have done that. I don't think he would have gotten up and took hand and slapped said host and said, you cad. Oh, no, no. And lastly, before I kick into the full swing of what the, the episode is, uh, the, the show is really about. Bro, you have you're just sitting there embarrassed for what your wife had put you through in these past couple of years. Putting you putting you through the the ringer, saying that, you know, she cheated on you, slept with some other dude, and basically, you know, diminished what sex life you guys had, what passion supposedly you had. So I think with all that pent up anger, aggression, and embarrassment, you took it out on rock? Come on, son. You a sucker for that. For real, though. You a sucker for that. And I actually think Rock looked good here because, like I said, he didn't take it to him. He didn't press him. You know, he didn't, you know, he didn't show our aggression that could have been out there. But he took it and was like, okay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Turnbuckle Tabloid. I am your host, Mr. Ear to the Mat, the king of talk style, and as always, the cheap thrill, Jay the Red Sente. Be sure you check us out on all the social media outlets. Check us out on the Like and Group page on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram at Turnbuckle Tab, as well as on Twitter at Turnbuckle Tab. And always be sure you check us out on YouTube and on TikTok at Turnbuckle Tab. This past week, we were live streaming on Facebook, and I have this new program that allows us to stream, and I must say that this, uh, all my headaches from live streaming for the past couple of years have gone away, and it uh, it hits at the right time with the the five year mark of the show. So, um, shout out to the boss, big big rich for the plug on that. This is uh, it's 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 so helpful. This this um program, um, so um. Guys, just make sure you check us out. Why don't we do live stream? I want uh want you guys to be a part, share, share, like, and be a part of the conversations when we do on. Be sure you check us out on all podcasting outlets. Check us out on iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, wherever you find a podcast streaming service, that's where we at. Check us out on all podcasting services. Also, be sure you check us out on RageWorksNetwork.com. For the family, the RageWorks Family of podcasts is all there. You have uh, Black is the New Black, Trek Untold, Toys and Text. Everything that's under the RageWorks family, it's there for you guys. So check out RageWorksNetwork.com. And for articles pertaining to pop culture, we have video games, movies, TV shows, comic books, whatever whatever have you, check out RageWorks.net. It's all there. Reviews, previews, uh, contests, all things uh, connected to the world of fun collectibles and much much more we do it for the culture baby pop culture that is 
So um, just to, because uh, basically, if if you could hear the some some uh, some of the audio, how the audio is coming over, is basically once again I'm doing it in uh, a room at my job, and um, I'm just wanting to push the, the the show out as quickly as I can. So this is how I do it now. I do it via telephone, via via cell phone, and uh, I, I sit back and I'm and I'm thinking about what's upcoming because you know we're we're on the road to WrestleMania and this is the week where a lot of wrestling shows are going to be happening. Um, I'm going to be checking out a lot of uh, indie shows that's going to be coming across, um, like GCW's having shows. Um, everything that's gonna be on IWTV and fight and all that, all, all the, and I'm like, this is the first time that I think that I'm gonna be sitting here doing this alone because there's no Olski. So, um, I open a door for you guys if you guys uh, are gonna be watching anything, if are you guys are gonna be um checking in on any of the indie shows i know good dad angel is going to wrestlemania he'll be out there in texas this upcoming week i've already informed him that when he gets back i, I want to get his um insight of what on with him out there uh he's informed me that he's going to nxt and wrestlemania and such so i want to check out um his 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 road out there and uh for all you guys who are going to be watching a lot of wrestling this week bring me some info Going to um, I'll, I'll put up a post on the Facebook pages, and uh, you guys share uh, what you've been watching, what you're getting a part of, what you're gonna be into this week. So we'll um, give you guys a shout out. And um, yeah, man, this is a big week. We're 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 we're, we're closing in on on WrestleMania. I know a lot of people are saying that there it's not really much on the card to really care about, but even so, I still believe that you know. It's it's our Super Bowl of wrestling, so um, get your two day two get your two nights of of wrestling prepared, and uh, let's see how it happens. Hey, who knows what surprises maybe they'll pull out? Yeah, this is WWE talking about. Maybe there's no surprises, but any case, got much coming down the way. Wrestling rundown, of course. The big story is the announcement in which Triple H mentions that uh, he's done with uh, in ring. Um, activity. He's retiring from in-ring. Um, wrestling is, is done. And, uh, we'll talk about that. I think I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that because I might make that a cutting a promo this week, but we'll see. And, um, much, much more. So, uh, around the square circle, we'll talk about what we saw, what we watched, what we listened to this week. Um, most likely going to breeze through Raw because that's from last week. I'm not sure whether or not anybody really give a fuck about that, but any case, we'll see. And um, yeah, we got a lot. We got we got a lot on this plate. So don't go anywhere, guys. Stick around. We will return. Check you guys. And of course, as always, in a second. Ah, after a full meal, I sure love to enjoy a lovely tasting of some desserts. I love on my plate is something that's sweet and so fulfilling. Something I can just say, mm-hmm. thank goodness I had a good palate of sweet desserts. But sometimes 
I also have a hankering for something more deeper, something more sinful, something more devilish. So are you a fan of sinful and lustful desserts? Are you a person who enjoys sweets that can carry over into the bedroom? Well, we are the bakery free. Check us out. We are Pillsbury Girls. Yes, we are the dessert of sinful, delightful, and plentiful for those who have a hankering for that next level of all sweet goodness. Pillsbury Dough Girls can provide you with all the sexual and sweet hearty needs that you need to continue with your edible delights you can check out our desserts as well as our videos to help collectively bring you to a festive orgasmic pleasure take a listen to some of our satisfied customers yeah let me tell you man I, I, I was one of these guys that Drive and desire to eat, but at the end, I had a really hard erection. After I ate, I didn't know what to do. I I tried to figure it out how to finish it. Sometimes I would dry hump an apple pie. I saw it in the movie and I said, "Why not try it?" But then I came across Pillsbury Dough Girls. I said, "This shit sounds freaky, but also delicious." Oh my. To, I wanted to give it a try and I said, why not? Pillsbury Dough Girls, they're so sexually good. It will bring you to orgasmic pleasure. Here's another happy customer who ordered himself some sexual desserts. So, yeah, right. I, I, was, I was going through the aisle of. Deliciousness in, in in the supermarket ride. So then I, I, I walked past the Intamins and I well I got kind of I got kind of hard when I saw the Intamins because I just love me a pound cake. And they call it pound cake for a reason because if you want to, uh, all right, I won't go too deep in it. But in any case, but I walked past the Intamins out and I was looking at the Pillsbury's and I said, let me go and check out where the the. the, the the cookies could be but then I saw Pillsbury Dough Girls and I said ooh this could be interesting she was all pasty and white and her dough was so full and let's just say that I wanted to go back for seconds it was so good Satisfied and continue, and it's also fat free. Be sure you check us out in the delicious aisles of your supermarkets. Also, be sure to check our videos out on X Video, Tubeate, as well as on Tasty Eats, Tasty Treats, and BuzzFeed. 
Pillsbury Dough Girl. And you poke it, she says. Pillsbury Dough Girls. You can poke it with your finger. As well as with your... Oh my. This product is brought to you by... Turbuckle Tabloid. This is the really big deal, Brian Burgundy, and you're listening to the number one podcast in the world, and that's Turnbuckle Tabloid. It's Wrestling Rundown with Jay Santi. Live from New York, it's Turnbuckle Tabloid. I love it. Yo, it took me maybe about four hours to store up some shit on Facebook on my personal page over this fucking Will and Chris Rock shit. Like, it, it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous, honestly. I, I, I might as well just roll in it because it's going to roll into wrestling anyway. So, uh, as always, I am the uh, Norm McDonald of this segment, and this is Wrestling Weekend Update, Wrestling Rundown. So, just piggybacking off the uh, incident that occurred at the Academy Awards this this past night, uh, Mick Foley chimed in. <laughs> he says, uh, "If the real Rock, meaning Dwayne Johnson, had made that comment or made the joke, that um, Will Smith wouldn't have gotten up and slapped him." And um, yeah, I, I think that if a lot of other people would have done that joke, that yeah. Will Smith wasn't standing up and doing it. Now, granted, let me just base it on this before I go into this whole running that I'm going to have. Just quick rant about this. A, don't give a fuck about none of the parties that's involved because none of them fuckers I work for. None of them give me money. None of them fucking pay for advertisement on the show. I could give two fucks about the cuck and the skinny old motherfucker from Bed-Stuy. Don't give a fuck. Okay, whatever. That's one. Number two, the only thing that I'm talking about is the principle that's going on with it. Don't, like I said, whatever. Also, bear in mind, there's a thing that's going on in this society in which many individuals, especially us in the minority of our culture, is a conversation in which we have, which is known as toxic masculinity. Whereas we as men, and I was just recently having this conversation with the Will and Hank uh, Hank Flanagan, in which... We talk about, we were spoke, we were speaking about, this is off mic though, but I, I think we can share it, which is that men are not able to open up dialogue because if we show that we could emote somewhat of an emotion, maybe some sense of sensitivity, then we are emasculating ourselves. And we always have to show and prove that we are the alpha and we have to be the dominant, right? Granted, everything sets in that situation, which uh, it has to be executed, right? 
one thing I can say about this, you know, thinking about this all thoroughly, which is we do not know whether or not Will and Chris had a conversation prior to the show because Chris had already made jokes about them before and such. And we do not know if Will had a conversation with 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 Chris Rock and saying, yo, bro, we're cool. Can you not make jokes on our behalf on our expense? We do not know this. This is not a this has not been told. That's one. Also, we do not know whether or not if there was dialogue that said, bro, I'm a comedian. I'm gonna go up there and you know, if I take a shot, I'm not just gonna give you heavy shots, you know, because there's a lot of motherfuckers out there that's doing stand-up that's out there killing them both. Speaking about Jada and Will on their bullshit. This whole entitlement nonsense. I ain't see Will press nobody in no fucking stand-up and no comedy club doing this, right? Granted. So now the conversation revolves around, I know this is a wrestling show, but it, it kind of goes into the whole masculinity as well because it happens in wrestling as well because, you know, everybody thinks they're a fucking tough guy. Now this goes into the part about where, because in wrestling as well, you know, you got to stand up for your woman and shit, right? Right, okay. Now the line goes, okay, where I'm, I stand for the comedian. Which is, is jokes. Granted, everything is not funny for everyone. I understand that. Hell, the joke that he said wasn't even that fucking funny. I didn't think it was fucking, you know, tearing down the fucking, uh, the brick wall at the comedy store. I didn't think it was that. Different. But once again, it was just a joke for him. And once again, if they are friends, maybe you can let it pass. Did you really have to go up to the stage and embarrass yourself by slapping the man on stage? Was that necessary? Really? Once again, toxic masculinity. My man, you were laughing at the joke. Your woman was not laughing. She did a little snide, hmm. And then the look happened, which was, hmm. And Will had to put his fucking balls out and to go press his boy. Granted. Should he have checked him? Yes. Did he have to do it there? No. Millions of people are watching. This is where you're going to showcase your love? This is where you're going to do it at? This is, quote unquote, your love. The other thing is, I'm hearing back and forth. Oh, you got to check somebody for what they're doing it. My man, if you on the block doing that, excuse me, hit the mic. If you on the block doing that, okay. Sure, no problem. If you on the block doing that, no problem. Best believe what's going to come with after. You're doing this in front of 30 million, 40 million people watching globally. And now you're jeopardizing certain aspects of your fucking career for, for this, for this dumb shit. You could have even had this quote unquote conversation at the after party, because eventually that's what they end up doing anyway. They end up having the conversation at the after party anyway, which people are saying that it was intense as well. But all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh, you gotta check it. You gotta check your um, you gotta check a dude for pressing. You know, trying to uh, uh 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 disrespect my woman. Was it really a disrespect though? Was it though? Really? And everybody's like, "Well, you don't know what they're going to, bro. They're putting it." On fucking social media. They broadcast their whole fucking lives on social media. 
You put it on social media, now it's everybody's business. I say this to the celebrities, and I say this to fucking Shamik, who's fucking selling heroin on the corner, telling people, yo, I got that shit. You putting your business out in the street. It's the same thing for fucking um, Carlene, who's sitting there telling social media that her man fucking cheated on her, and now she ready to fuck her, his best friend. You're putting it out in the street. It is everyone's business now. If you don't want anybody's in your business, then don't put it out there. Homeboy put her on blast saying, yeah, I fucked Jada. We cheated. And she cheated. Okay. She did not have to go to the red table and fucking embarrass her husband. I know I'm going to another level, but this is what I'm saying. Your life does not. I, there's plenty of celebrities that I don't know what the fuck they're doing in their fucking day-to-day life. I don't, don't even consider it. But this shit comes up on my fucking my, 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 my streams, my fucking scrolling on my TMZ. Now, going back to the toxic masculinity shit, just quickly, like I said, release the wrestling as well, because it goes back. You got to get into this mindset to where, you know, it's not always about showing to be the alpha. You always got to also show how to be the mature individual in the situation. And yes, you do press a motherfucker. You do. You know when and where to do it. You presume you know how to do it. You don't fucking sit there and do it in front of millions of people. And then I fucking pull, I, I, I put it up there and it's like, you know, now you got middle America looking at us going, mm, yep, pretty much. Look at what those, look at those, what those, 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 um, N words are doing. That's exactly what I expect from them. Then somebody going to sit there. Oh, we don't care about what, what white America does or care about. Yeah, you do. You fucking do it because the majority I always complain about it anyway. Which is us as a, as a culture, as a minority, we complain about it anyway. Because white America talks shit about us and uses it to fucking uh, 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 take and demean us. Now, does this hurt their brands? I don't know. I don't give, I don't think so. I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They'll fucking... They'll fucking go on WrestleMania and have a match. Who the fuck knows? They'll they'll square off in SummerSlam. I don't know. But what I'm talking about is this whole toxic masculinity fucking mentality that men can't just fucking disclose and discuss without having to fucking take it to the next level. Motherfuckers die over shit like this, over jealousy, over bullshit like this. They die over nonsense. Over shit like this, over stupidity, because of some dude fucking bashing the. Listen, if Chris Rock would went up, if Chris Rock would have went up there and said, "Yo, you know," as a joke, referencing that Jada was a hoe or whatever. All right, let's get it. You know, yo, watch your mouth. Let's get it. Though it could be true, but whatever. But let's get it. But something as lighthearted as that. And everybody's, oh, you know, everybody's, everybody, everybody's a clown until they get punched in the mouth. Once again, toxic masculinity. Once again, not knowing how to deal with a situation. Like I, like I mentioned, if he's had this conversation with him before and Chris didn't listen. Okay, listen, we're going to have to do this somewhere else. I'm going to see you later. I'll check you later. That's it. No, got to be on a platform. And I, and I love all these. Nothing a lot. <coughs> And this is why I'm going to be fucking, I'm not going to be married. I'm going to be single for the rest of my life I'm, because I don't, I don't think this way. I don't have these, these, mo- these emotions. Yes. If you disrespect my woman in a certain tone that I think is a disrespect, 
I'm going to approach you about it. We're going to have a conversation. And if it has to get up, put your hands up. And this is the last part about it. And this is where everybody, oh, where you hear it. Oh, you got to slap the shit out of somebody to fucking, to, to let show that, that you, you, um, that you, you real with what you're, what you're saying. Bro. Once again, these are, this is his mans. They, they, they he was on his show. They know each other. They, they hung out. You press your man. You're like, listen, we got to fight now. Fuck this. Yeah, put your hands up. You don't run on a dude and just sucker punch him and be out. You know how many times you've seen dudes get sucker punched and then you, you be like, oh, that's some sucker shit. Yo, niggas mad puss. You ain't even let the, the dude fight. You ain't even let him put his hands up. Now, all of a sudden, well, all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, he's a hero. Yeah, he's defending his woman. Fuck them both. Fuck them in hell. Fuck him and his fucking kids. Fuck them all. Shit. I can say his kids because they're old anyway, so they're older now. Fuck them. But, yeah, fuck them all. I'm fucking rich bastards. Yeah, I'm jealous. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, fuck Chris Rock, too. But honestly, seriously, come on, man. Yo, dude, dude approached them, slapped them on some Pearl Harbor shit, and then now it's like, Oh, he was defending his woman. Nah, defend your woman. Yo, bro, put your hands up, yo. Nah, I got to fuck you up. If you don't put your hands up, then I'm going I'm to I'm hit you. Some real corny shit, honestly, for real. I have to announce to you that I will never retire. Uh, Undertaker comments, speaking about, once again, toxic masculinity. See how I, tra- see how I transition here? See? Hey, there's always a method to my madness on the show. Remember that. So apparently Undertaker made some comments once again about how the locker room environment has changed, that there's no grit and no edge with uh, many of these uh, wrestlers these days. Uh, he continues to uh, bring up the notion about these guys aren't very much in tune on masculinity or all they really care about is playing their video games and how they look and such. And it's it's him going down the line and saying that you know it the world is pussified i you know i first of all i it's wrestling i mean as much as i want and i keep saying make it real for me that shit that shit has sailed that ship has sailed a long time ago fam and granted we come from an era which i said before that a lot of these guys were playing video games. They were um, more about looks and stuff. That's just what it is. I know uh, Joey Janela made a comment on Twitter about, you know, basically saying that, you know, it ain't like back in the days, like, yeah, fuck it. We should uh, uh, be like doing blow in the fucking locker room and shit like that. But it's those days are gone. And, you know, as much as I want to see wrestling have some sense of realism in it, I'm not getting it. So what more do you think you're going to get with out of shape men who don't hit the gym, who look like fucking um, barrel shaped individuals who basically, if they do work out, it's with triangular weights. I, you know, that say 80 pounds on each of them. I mean, come on. I, what more do you want them to do? Why? Cause they don't go to the bars and start fights and do it. shit like that. A lot of these dudes have families, they and they care about their families. But you know, it's not masculine enough. You know, you're not a man if you if if you're not out there 
fucking other chicks on the road and you're married and you're, you're um, sleeping in other rats house, every other town and shit. I, I love Taker, but he is way off base with this, honestly. And then, you know what? God bless him. Taz makes comments about the uh, recent segment on Raw in which uh, Kevin Owens comes out dressed as uh, Stone Cold and he had the ball cap and such where he um, states that it's the same old trope it was done before. I believe Candido did it back in the ECW days about him and such and uh, uh, a fan commented about it and he had to lambast him but to me it's like honestly what are you going to do? Uh, it's it's part of wrestling. That, that whole repetitive thing, you just put a new spin on it. Um, I mean, hell, I'm watching the, the documentary Evil on, on Peacock, which I'll talk about later, where we saw The Miz come out dressed like The Rock. Put the ball cap up. It's, it's something that's going to happen in wrestling. That's just part of the segments, the tropes, the the way that you know you take a certain uh, idea and you just put a different spin on it. I think I'm starting to become like the old guys, where it's like I don't know whether and I'm I'm trending that way to where it's like I'm still have the young idea, but yet I want the old stuff. And then when I get older, it's like, well, whatever happened to when and I, I'm I'm well, it's already that way with fucking music anyway. So I don't know. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Damn, Rock, chill. Uh, Jennifer, Hudson, uh, Jennifer Hudson's engagement ring is up for auction. Why am I talking about this? Because the person who's putting it up for all auction is her ex-husband, David Otunga. Yeah, you guys forgot about that, right? Yeah, David Otunga, you know, from WWE. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. so apparently he's taking the the... The engagement ring and um, it's up for sale, guys. So uh, Google it, look it up, and you too could bid on Jennifer Hudson's former n- engagement ring. It's me, Austin. It's me, it's me, it's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. JJ Dillon, <laughs> this was funny. JJ Dillon and Kevin Sullivan were on Steve uh, Steve Harvey's uh, court show. I was like, really. They were disputing over uh, a loan that was given from JJ to Sullivan in which uh, Sullivan has not paid back as of yet. I'm not even sure Steve Harvey really knew who the fuck he had in the courtroom, which, by the way, Steve Harvey has a court show. Like, what the fuck is going on in this world? Y2J is telling you, if you can't say something, something entertaining, then shut the hell up. Rick Flair makes comments on makes comments on his podcast recently where he mentioned that Brian Danielson is not in the same league as AJ Styles. Rick states that yeah, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson's a great wrestler, but is he in the same contrast as AJ Styles? He says no, not by leaps and bounds. That is a good conversation to have on the show. I would like to have. I would love to have someone on the show who would have this conversation with me. How how does that match up? And do it in different uh categories. That's um it's very very interesting, Rick. Thanks for the thanks for the help, Rick. 
because I sunned you. Thunder Rosa mentions that uh, Brock Lesnar, years ago when uh, he was on, uh, early in WWE, I believe it was in 2003, if it was, in which that uh, he had a segment where he had a uh, sombrero playing a guitar and doing mariachi songs and playing Mexican songs. And she mentioned that what Brock Lesnar did at that time was very disrespectful to the culture. No shit. And the sky is blue. My dear, it was meant to be disrespectful. That was the purpose. Hell, Eddie Guerrero cleared it because the outcome was to be that Eddie wins and he does something great for the Latin American culture, for Latin people. The big Supermax defeated the quote-unquote racist guy from bumfuck Minnesota. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I, I tell you, sometimes, uh, I don't know. I don't know sometimes. You stupid idiot. Christopher Daniels is basically the, oh, not basically. Christopher Daniels has a title of talent relations in AEW. And as I spoke of last week, he is the man responsible of the forbidden door coalition uh, uh, um, connection between AEW and DDT. If you guys don't know, DDT is uh, this Japanese organization, which they do pretty much goofy fucking wrestling. They have um, they have a belt that can be won by anyone and anything. I think a lead pipe won the belt. Um, I think the belt won the belt. It's a real silly and stupid. I think this is the, the, the promotion where Kenny fought the eight-year-old girl. Yeah, this is going to be... um. Stupid, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You're fired. The Sheen. People were a buzz. Oh, he, that was kind of late. Thanks. The Sheen. Uh, apparently was a unreleased storyline in WWE. Rumor has it that there was a uh an angle of work that was going to happen in which Dana Brooke would have become the Sheen, the female Sheen. Uh, but the female fiend, sorry. Um, Mimi speculated because if I'm not mistaken, I think it is part of a storyline in the WWE 2K22, uh, my rise. As the rumor circulated in a possibility, Bray Wyatt went on Twitter to confirm and say that no, that was never part of their angle. There, there was never any discussions of that occurring. So sorry, guys. There was no such instance where Dana Brooke would have been the sheened. It's actually not a it's not a bad idea though. That was actually pretty cool. Now I have to play the female version of that shit because I have to see what it's like. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Warlow was removed from the AEW page and everybody's like, oh my god, what does that mean? Just means it's part of the storyline. Technically he shouldn't have been on the page because he works for MJF. That's why. At least at least they they're sticking to some kind of continuity. Some? Smart. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. For all you guys who were worried about whether or not WWE and 2K were going to continue to work with each other, as I was, because, Jesus, if the rumors would have been true that they were going to EA, I would have definitely jumped the fuck off the ship and said, fuck this game. But no, seems as though that the two will continue to work alongside each other. It seems as though there will be a year-to-year basis for now, but f- so far with the success of the game and the reviews it has been getting, 
It seems as though that the partnership between WWE and 2K will be lasting a little bit longer, which, by the way, I did a review of it last episode, and I enjoyed very, very much. If you haven't gotten it yet and you want to play the game, I suggest you do. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I hope everybody was upset as, as I was when we finally learned that uh, when we heard that Pete Dunn's name became Butch. The only person that wasn't upset about it was Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn cleared up on his Twitter account saying that he was okay with the, was Twitter and a um, in a podcasting outlet that he was okay with the fact that changes needed what changes were made. He's all right with it. He says it's not about the name, but it's about the person who's using it. I like his ideas. I like I like the way that he um he spun that. It's pretty it's pretty solid. Still bullshit though. Fucking butch. Get the fuck out of here. What the rock is cooking? MJF and WWE is WWE showing some interest in MJF. We we've been hearing about this for a couple of weeks now, and. There may be some truth to the matter that MJF has some possible feelings of maybe going that way once his contract's up. Apparently, his contract is up as of January 1st, 2024. He's open to discussions. He's uh, saying that he's enjoying what WWE is doing. He's finally, he likes what's happening over there and the possibilities that occur uh, in the future. Do I believe this? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, no, I think he's trolling the shit out of everyone. I don't believe this is happening. I do. Uh, I do believe that he will stay with AEW for maybe another couple of more years after that contract is up. Uh, he'll still be under 30 once that contract is up. So it still gives him time to possibly do something else in WWE later on. Maybe when um, his brand or brash style of promo and wrestling will be accepted so we'll see how that occurs all item. another person that's interested in wwe is ethan page now this this is not shocking to me because i thought they would have tried to scoop him up after his impact um contract was up especially since evolve is in close ties with wwe this would have been an easy pickup for them, but apparently that's not that wasn't the case at the moment. But it seems as though uh, Ethan and his um, availability might be a little uh, sooner than everyone thinks it is. And I think WWE is sniffing around for him. Now, this is possible. I think this could happen. Will his name now become Paige Ethan? Probably. It'll change it to some other shit. But I think that he'll be uh, a nice fixture somewhere on maybe on the main roster but definitely nxt not sure if they would want to take him to put him in nxt but i think he would be a nice fixture in that realm so let's see just when they think they got the answers i change the questions unfortunately this uh with the untimely passing of scott hall the wwe are not able to um, fulfill any uh, plans that they had for the NWO. Seeing as though that uh, with the recent release of WWE 2K22 and a NWO for Life edition, there were plans in which to bring all four members, Hulk, um, Hall, Nash, and Pac, 
in to do signings and photo ops and such during WrestleMania weekend. But now seeing as though that Scott is no longer with them, it seems as though that that uh, plan has been pushed to the side, unfortunately. This is the greatest show on earth. Thank you. Congratulations. And finally, it seems uh, that WWE has come to their senses and they're finally going to give Shad Gaspar the Warrior Award. And, um, Shad Gaspar, who, who tragically passed away a couple of years ago uh, due to drowning, saving his son uh, from uh, Rocky Waters in California, will now be honored by the WWE Universe and the WWE in whole. Um, this is a long time coming, and I believe that this is about time right time for it to happen by the way do you guys know that the wwe that the warrior award was actually supposed to be what warrior wanted was for people in the back who do like the lighting and the rigs and the production and all that but wwe found a way to put a spin on it to do it as is people who do great things outside of that Ooh, what the hell oh, okay no something else. all right uh, that's a possible threat oh no okay thank you um antivirus so yeah uh, congratulations and unfortunately it's, it's sad that we have to give this man an award in such a uh, horrific way but you know what I'm glad that WWE is ready to acknowledge the fact that this man has done many heroic things and done many good things in his career he got a, he got a bicycle. Shit, what the hell was that oh. um, Fandango has recently announced that his days of wrestling are coming to a close Fandango announced that he will be retiring soon enough is this a wrestling retirement? Because we all know that can't, it's not, you know, after a while, we start going, yeah, I want to go back in the ring. I think that's what Jeff Hardy should have did. He should have just said, fucking, I want to retire from WWE and then waited a couple of months and then showed up in AEW. Can happen. But, um, yeah, so Fandango is looking at, you know, his days of wrestling are done. Will he come back? We shall see. I did it for The Rock. Leading up to the main event, we have um, Ryback. After hearing the announcement of Triple H stating in which that he will no longer be able to re- uh, uh, wrestle, he's forced into retirement due to health conditions. Ryback posts on his um, Twitter page in which, give me one second, because I want to make sure I get this fully. Ah, that's what it is. I truly wish him well. He went out on his way. He went out of his way to prevent multiple opportunities for me. Lied and is part of the company I have a legal battle with and have won everything I put out. A heartfelt message and speak for experience, but wish him the best. Negative marks are horrible. Bro, you sucked. Like, I, and it's, it, it, it sucks for me to say because I was a Rybacker at the time. I thought he, I thought he could have been something, but apparently you got a bad reputation and a lot of people felt that way. CM Punk and many other guys in the back thought you were very dangerous in the ring. And if Hunter felt the same way, then yeah, that's um I think that's life telling you something, fam. Keep taking fucking selfies naked with a towel covering your fucking dick on Instagram, you fucking creep. Uh yeah. So lastly, as I mentioned earlier, Triple H recently uh, made an announcement on ESPN speaking to Stephen A. Smith, stating that due to his heart condition and his near-death experience, 
and that um he said it was pretty close he says that yeah this this could be it this could have been it it could have been it it could have been close it could have been curtains as they say but uh he has to put the closing on his wrestling career uh unfortunately uh triple h has uh come to that decision and recently made the statement saying that you know he thought about it long and hard and realized that it's all about being a father to his kids and a wife a husband to his wife so it's a great it's a great way to look at it also i mean i mean what else is he gonna do i mean well i mean he's married to the billionaire princess he's a coo of a company and um i don't know maybe one day the He's the heir to the throne of a multi-billion dollar wrestling promotion. Oh, excuse me, sports entertainment promotion. So um, I'll go more in depth with uh, my thoughts on Triple H. Uh, As many of you would know that Triple H was probably one of my favorite wrestlers coming up. And um, although he has his controversies and his, uh, his naysayers, my conversation will be more about his wrestling career and what he has done as opposed to anything else. So we'll have that conversation later on. And now to wrap up wrestling rundown, when we come back, we'll have around the square circle and most likely I'll be, um, digging into my first round of a six pack because I am off tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So guys don't go anywhere. Stick around. We will turn and um, give me a sec while I go slap the shit out of somebody because I need to be a fucking man. See you guys in a second. What's going on, everybody? Tony G here, better known to the world as Josie's boy, a.k.a. your girl's favorite artist. And today I'm here to tell you about my company, Painting in Blue. Painting in Blue is a creative process established in 2017, and we specialize in handmade custom leather goods. We coined the term luxury minimalism because we believe even in your everyday life, no matter how much running around you have to do, you can still stand out and be fly. We create everything from luxury handbags to wallets and some of the best leathers you can find that you would love to carry on a day-to-day basis. So if you believe in looking fly while you handle your business while pushing fashion forward, make sure you guys go to paintedinblue.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at underscore painted in blue on Instagram and on Facebook at painted in blue. This is Jimmy Lloyd and fuck turnbuckle tabloid. Circle, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, still, this this whole Will Smith, Chris Rock shit is still lingering. I just have these conversations, and uh, some people, you know what, you know what's the big thing though that 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 troubles me about this also is the fact that, in in the case of Will's situation. This was his crowning night. I mean, it was everyone pretty much had it locked that he was winning this award. Everybody knew that he was taking the best actor award. And I um I believe that 
with all that, he took away his shine with that. And not only his shine, everybody else who won or had, you know, their nominations or there. And and it was their time to shine, too. And he just took that all away selfishly. But once again, this is that family. This is what they do. You know, everybody, all all, all everybody wanted to talk about, you know, the winners of the awards or people who are there. The first thing you want to talk about, did you, what was your thoughts about what happened? And And it's like, that's selfish. It's a very, very selfish, you know, act that, that you know, and people, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I, I want you guys to take a listen to uh, uh, Skip and Shannon. They, <laughs> Shannon Sharp's fucking take on it is fucking hilarious. But honestly, I'm in the same boat as him. I, I, exactly what he said, I, I feel the same way. Check out the clip. Uh, just look it up on YouTube. It's there. So, around the square circle, um, just going to breeze through. Um, what we watch and such, especially because you know we're running late on the show. Uh, but just no, bear with me because we got we got much more content and it's gonna be a jam packed week, guys. So uh, bear in mind with me. Uh, what we watched went on Peacock and started watching the WWE documentaries Evil, and from the first two that I watched, I have to say they are spot on. Greatly and and beautifully done. It's it's a um it's a walk down memory lane, but it's also a um a documentary, a series which covers basically the aspect of being a heel. And uh, the first two episodes I watched, I watched was the Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan one, and the Miz. And if there's any two people that Basically, it would be the launching pad for this series would be those two. I was really um, very intrigued by the Miz's story, especially his upcoming and his um, commitment to the company. His is is more leaning to staying a heel and working the way that he does. And then, you know, they, they talked about the whole Daniel Bryan incident. And many believe that that was not a gimmick, that I was really a shoe. And the fact that that was him releasing his true feelings about how people thought about him. So uh, take a I, I, I have to tell you, that's a, it's actually really good. You can say whatever the fuck you want about um, you can say whatever you want about the WWE and a product. But when they do documentaries and series there, they're actually very, very good. Um, parts fun gnome this week. They did a uh, dedication tribute um, to Scott Hall. Very well done. Um, uh, Cornette this week. Uh, his thoughts about the Briscoes and their apologies, as well as Kevin Owens and the road to WrestleMania. Eighty three weeks with Eric Bischoff had um, his thoughts on DDP and his rise. His thoughts on Cody possibly going to WWE. And TNA Creative in 2012, which was very tough for him at that time. Wrestling Bios, uh, they had a Road Wild 1997. Scott Hall's tribute, which was well done as well. And he did a review of The Chaperone with Triple H. I myself would have said watch Inside Out. That's probably a better Triple H movie. Not by much, but better nonetheless. And uh, MLW this week, we had the debut of Killer Cross and uh, 
big time match with Fatu and uh, Kruger and then stay away to hell match. And finally, we had uh, NWA Crockett Cup 2022. Uh, up and down, I enjoyed the two night event. Uh, once again, congratulations to Homicide for winning the junior heavyweight title. Uh, the main event with uh, Matt Cardona and Nick Aldis was uh, a match that and and a finish that I didn't expect happen, to happen, and I really wasn't mad at it. It was one of those considered dusty finishes, but it was good. And the tournament itself for the Crockett Cup was exceptional. Great, great job by by the company. I, there should be more eyes focused on that um, on that product. So, uh, other than that, let's get ready for um, quick roll rundown. Roll. Yeah. So, to open up the show, we had Kevin Owens, of course, everybody seen by now, the um, the Stone Cold uh, get up and such. He was in full makeup and regalia. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Taz was not happy about it. I, myself, and I thought it was fucking great. I'm not really mad if... This is done, but if it's done properly, if it's done, um, if it's done where it's building to something that can be explosive. And this looks like it's leading up that way. Uh, like I mentioned before, the Miz talked about it when he did the rock thing. Uh, we saw DX do it with their impersonation of the nation of domination. It's been something that's been done. It's a trope. It's a it's a, a typical segment that's been done for years, uh, and I thought Kevin Owens did a fine job with it. I also thought that the fucking fans will be shitting their fucking pants, hoping that it was Stone Cold. And when Kevin Owens came out, they must have been <laughs> upset as fuck. Like that was, oh man, that's trolling at its finest. And honestly, to be honest with you, it's all I really cared about from Raw. Um, everything else we're going to see in the next role, which is their final role until WrestleMania, uh, everything else that occurred, uh, you're getting the rumblings of Bobby Lashley coming back, probably facing, uh, almost in a match. It's, um, it's, it's, it's the, the, the this is going to be the make a break of whether people are going to be fully excited for what's upcoming. So, We'll see what's going down. Other than that, let's get into AEW Dynamite. We get opening match was a shocker. It was CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. Nice. That's a um that's a that's a good match to open up with. Um my opinion, possibly the best execution of wrestling on the show that we've seen in a long time. I I mean honestly, I, you got two individuals that know how to put the work in. I know it's probably not 
the um, blood and guts and gore that everybody else is expecting from AEW, but for these two guys, fuck yeah, it's a it's a greatly intense um a greatly intense match for the for these guys, and and it was an, a pure execution of what wrestling really is. Of course, we get the um uh the uh, the the roundabout uh, uh, abortion afterwards, but other than that. It's a great match, great match. This is when CM Punk called out, basically saying he's ready to go and chase for AEW's gold. We didn't get the Hardys versus Sting and Darby Allen. I mean, excuse me, the Hardys, Sting and Darby Allen defeating the AFO in a tornado tag team match. No, no, no. Botch fest, straight up and down. Oh my God. Fucking Sting and. And um, a private party spot in the corner. Oh, my God. This is... Uh, what are we doing here, ladies and gentlemen? What the fuck are we doing here? And then finally, of course, we got to get Jeff jumping off of fucking everything. I, I, this is just... I'm telling you, when, when AEW seems as though that they're just at that point where they could be doing some good shit, this happens. Ugh. Tragic, tragic, just tragic. Oh, you saw where he jumped from? Nonsensical. Moxley and Daniel Bryan defeat uh, the Varsity Blondes. Why are we having this match? Are they both faces? Like, what the fuck is this? Moxley said that uh, he and, uh, and Bryan have forged a combat alongside um, their lordship, William Regal, and they are now Blackpool Combat Club. Get your shirts as soon as he mentioned it at ProWrestlingTees.com. MJF said that he made Warlow and made it so that he has proof over his head and Warlow caused him the biggest match of his career and he returned the favor last week by beating the shit out of him during his TNT title match. MJF declared that uh, Warlow's contract with him is ironclad and he will not be released and he will keep him at home week after week until the fans forget about him. And this is when he gets signed by AEW and he gets put back on the roster page. MJF declared that next week uh, it'll be a new era for the pinnacle. Which, by the way, I have a feeling that this is when they bring in Brian Cage. They bring him back. Makes sense, right? Trent Beretta told Wheeler Yuta that he never liked him and that he put up with him because of Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor trusted him. Trent claimed that Yuta betrayed them last week by trying to join up with Regal's group. This is when uh, Yuta told Trent he never liked him either. And Yuta said he's not trying to be anyone's best friend. Uh, yeah. What? What are we doing here? How does the fuck does this make sense? <sighs> Nonsensical drama. Anna Cole defeats Jay Lethal. Wow. <laughs> This is what we're doing with Jay Lethal now. I guess. Um, <sighs> Cole said he wants another shot at Hangman and the World Championship. Page came out and went after Cole. And then Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly then overwhelm him. And that's when Cole stole the world title. Whoopee! He's gone stale, hasn't he? Adam Cole and these guys. You went from being one of the most dominant factions in a company. And especially in fucking 
NXT, and they were even more over than any fucking faction or any team that was in the main roster. And this is what you've become. Right. Uh, Sammy told Lambert, uh, obviously, Sammy and Guevara uh, challenged uh, Scorpio, uh, Scorpio Sky and Paige Van Zandt uh, in a mixed tag team match. Sure. We just signed her. Let's just throw her in a fucking match. Okay. I'm waiting for that to be a fucking disaster. Of course. And by the way, these two individuals, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, they're fucking... I am so turned off by these two. I mean, by the fact that just... They're just... They're supposed to be faces, and they're coming off so fucking heelish with their social media antics and this, okay, you guys are fucking big deal. You're fucking adults. Who gives a fuck? And then this whole, uh, you wouldn't want to kiss that bell after you knew where it came from. It was on her pussy. Who cares? He, he If it was on her pussy, he should be licking it. Who gives a fuck? Ugh. Like, it's just, ah, uh, go away with this bullshit. Just fucking go away. Ugh. Layla Hurst defeats Red Velvet in an aftermatch. Layla tries to attack Red Velvet with the turnbuckle, and Statlander comes back, and uh, Statlander comes out and attacks Layla. We get um, Thunder Rosa celebrating her new AEW Women's Championship. Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose come out, and lets it be known that Nyla wants her first challenge, wants to be her first challenger, and then Nyla laid out Rosa. It's been like what uh, two years. Since Nyla's been relevant in this company. Yeah. Everybody got to take a turn, right? And finally, Jericho Appreciation Society takes care of the Dark Order. And something no one gave a fuck about it. Hey, listen. You had you had it good going. You started off hot with this whole CM Punk versus uh, Dax Harwood shit. And then you hit a snag. Oof. That'll lead us to Friday Night Smackdown. off with Brock Lesnar coming into the arena and saying he is taking over Roman Reigns locker room or his dressing area because he cannot touch Roman unless he was provoked by Roman so he's waiting for Roman to come in and start some shit Shizuka Nakamura defeats uh, Jimmy Uso we get a video package of Jad Caspard who we awarded the Warrior Award in the Hall of Fame. We get Xavier Woods, who returns tonight, defeating Rich Holland. Ronda Rousey said that if SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair can defeat her, it'll be the biggest win of Charlotte's career. But if she defeats Charlotte in her own game, it'll just be another win on a low, win on her column. Angel defeats the Intercontinental Champion Ricochet after the match. Umberto calls a distraction. Oh, excuse me. After Umberto calls a distraction, Ricochet then challenged Umberto to the match, and Umberto defeats Ricochet via countout. Austin Theory then uh, slapped the headset off of Pat McAfee. McAfee then chased him down, but Theory ran into Vince McMahon's office like a bitch. Sami Zayn sent a warning to Johnny Knoxville. Sasha Banks defeats uh, Zelina Vega. We then get uh, a video of uh, Brock destroying the dressing area and uh roman coming in and calling brock out brock uh then destroyed roman's vehicle and then we get lesnar 
in the security, uh, beating down the security with a steel chair, and they escaped, which, which didn't make any sense because you would want Brock to hit you, and then you don't get the match, right? Right. Stupid lead up. Um, after reaching backstage, Roman said that Brock would acknowledge him as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion at WrestleMania 38. Not much of a big build up for WrestleMania on that day. And it's not going to be much either way anyway, because are they, are they filming with SmackDown? Oh, they might just have a couple of matches for SmackDown, probably. All right. And that'll start closing up the show because now we're going to Rampage. get Dustin Rhodes defeating Lance Archer how after the match Archer busted open Dustin and put him through a table of course he did why not Jay Lethal was frustrated after losing to Ricky Starks and Adam Cole and said he needs to do something and has to find better ways to win join um uh, Shane Strickland and um and Keith Lee let's get the whole black all black man faction going Fuego the Soul called out the House of Black, and they took turns beating the shit out of him, as well as they should. Red Dragon uh, defeats the Dark Order. After the match, Jungle Boy and Luchasaur confronted Red Dragon, and Adam Cole stole their tag titles. Taz talked about the whole trope and nonsense of the of Owens dressing up like Stone Cold. What about this? We get QT Marshall presenting Hook with a plaque for passing his course, but Hook smashed the plaque over Aaron Solo's head. That's that that doesn't sound nice. Then we get Nyla Rose defeating Nadia when when what what the heck is that? Renkowski? Jericho then announced that he he's named uh Nyla as his sports entertainer of the week. I guess that's his new gimmick now. And finally Ricky Star Ricky Stars defeats Swerve Strickland to retain an FTW championship with some help with Powerhouse Hobbs. After the match, Keith Lee comes out and all four men brawl. Sound like a fun night, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I'm so done with this shit. Guys, make sure you check us out on all social media. Alice, check us out everywhere. You can find us on um Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can find us, TikTok, YouTube, we're all there. Make sure you find us on all the podcasting outlets as well as on rageworksnetwork.com as and then of course at rageworks.net. All right guys, I'm out of here and before I let you go, this whole episode is basically about toxic masculinity, I guess. And you know what? Will Smith issued an apology as as of this uh recording. So it was all for not, ladies and gentlemen. It was all for not. I know it's tough when you're in in rage mode. You got to do better, fam. Gotta think more. And for you to do all that and then issue an apology, does what? Did he erase the fact of what you did? Supposed to erase the fact of what you did? It really didn't, though. You gotta think better, especially when it comes to our people. Think better. When you think about males, okay, like I mentioned earlier, people are dying over jealousy and stupid shit like this. When there's ways, there's other ways to go about it. 
And as always, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Jada Red Santi. I am out. And as always, take a bump. See you guys later. Turnbuckle tabloid. Three, two, one. Turnbuckle Tabloid.